Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film preview. This is going to be for the 2022 Matt Reeves directed Robert Pattinson starring The Batman. I'm your host Matthew and uh, yeah in 2022 I do want to put a little bit more perhaps effort is the word um, into doing some more film previews you know uh, maybe a month or two before a couple of films come out. Um, obviously the, the Batman is a, is a good one to do for now, uh, it's currently January the 11th, 2022, and this film comes out in March, so it's a good time now, I don't know if we'll get any more trailers, we have about as much information as what we need, uh, we don't really need to know too much more about the Batman, uh, going into, I think it's March 4th, 2022, um, for this film, um, but yeah, what I want to do, maybe like a few weeks to a month, obviously this is like two months almost, uh, before the release date of certain films, um, I want to try to focus a little bit more in 2022 on doing more film previews before big films come out. So th- this will mostly be for like what I would consider to be bigger films, a lot of films that have got uh, got a lot of eyes on them. And obviously, the Batman is going to be a big one for that. Um, I did do uh, this is this isn't my first um, <clears throat> film preview. I did do one last year before the release of A Quiet Place Part 2, but that was very, like, I'd waited over a year and all that kind of stuff, and I just wanted to talk about it, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes, um, try and do one maybe for some of the Marvel films, uh, some of the DC films, and maybe certain other ones as well, depends on, depends on what's happening and when, obviously, we still live in a day and age where films are going to be getting delayed and whatnot, but, um, we should hopefully be getting the Batman on the 4th of March, even if we don't, that's not in my control anyway, and I'm just going to do this episode, so, (laughs) uh, we'll just do with it what we can. But, The Batman, the next big upcoming DC film, the next DC film itself anyway. Um, Very, very much looking forward to this. We've had three trailers so far. We had one, um, which was a while ago, the first reveal trailer at DC Fandom. Then we had another trailer, and then we had the one recently, uh, which was weirdly released over Christmas. Some people think that was an accident could have been who knows uh called the bat and the cat which is the most recent trailer so we've got three trailers at the moment uh to look at for this batman film i've got the cast list i've got matt reeves's name written down of course he's the director didn't need to write write the release date down uh but i believe it's march 4th for 2022 um yeah this is gonna have a lot of eyes on it this is gonna have a lot of pressure on it this is another film for one of the biggest characters in the world batman of course himself um, this is another Batman reboot. Um, of course, a few things that we do know about this film. Uh, this isn't going to have anything to do with the DCEU. We already know going in that this is going to be disconnected from everything else. Disconnected from the mess that is the DCEU. Um, so I won't really be talking about its connection to that because it doesn't have one. Um, and the DCEU is trying to figure out what to do with Batman. But at least we've got this to go off of. At least we've got this, definitely. So that's... Uh, that's that's a good thing, although part of me, I guess I should talk about this here, part of me wanted to have this first Batman film to get a trilogy out of this cast and characters, and obviously Matt Reeves, a Matt Reeves directed trilogy uh, with Robert Pattinson and everybody else in here. Um, I would have wanted at some point, because Ben Affleck is basically out of the Batman role, for this Robert Pattinson version to cross over to the DCEU and have this version of Batman to Robert Pattinson's um, 
Batman become part of like a new trinity with Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, but I guess I'm dreaming too much if I think that that's happening. I don't actually think that's what's happening. I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, we'd have to actually get Henry back himself, but um, that is, uh, if you look at it from the most realistic standpoint, because we're not going to be really getting Ben Affleck back as Batman, he's supposed to be making his last appearance in The Flash, so just logically the next Batman who's going to like be young and upcoming and everything would have been this Robert Pattinson version, Um but, you know, me me sitting here saying or even thinking about like, oh, could you put him with Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill's characters, you know, they're Superman and Wonder Woman. I guess that's just a pipe dream that's never going to happen. But that's that's something I was thinking about going into some of this. Um, I do think that Warner Brothers is going to keep this completely separate to DCEU and they're going to use the multiverse excuse and say like, hey, Michael Keaton's still Bruce Wayne Batman, but we have a multiverse. We have two Batman and... Robert Pattinson is the other one. Fair enough. If that's what you're going to do, then that's what you're going to do. Um, how that actually works, we don't know. But um, anyway, I just thought I'd kind of get that out of the way in terms of that. In a bigger picture sense, if it was up to me and you couldn't get Ben Affleck back, that's what I would do with this film. I would give him his first film, give him, give him, give him his uh, introduction, and then at some point later down the line, before the second film maybe, I would have put him in with the other two trinity characters but that ain't gonna be happening so anyway um so apart from what i wanted to happen which isn't going to happen i want to talk about some of my expectations what i expect to what i actually expect to see from this film as an individual film um go through the cast list talk about how ridiculously impressive this cast list is and kind of go from there so let me talk about my expectations first in terms of what do i actually want from this film apart from some sort of pipe dream of what I just mentioned so this looks like it's going to very much be within the Christopher Nolan grounded gritty realistic visceral violent kind of Batman now what's interesting about this particular Batman of course this is supposed to be like a year one Batman like a very very young Batman um which is great that's that's a well it's a very good place to sort of reboot and actually start from um, because in, then, I, cause I suppose the idea here is you're supposed to be working with Robert Pattinson and this cast for three films spread out over, what, six years, maybe? Don't know, I don't know how long it would take for this whole trilogy to be finished, but let's say a film every couple of years, maybe? That That's sort of what they've been doing with Spider-Man. I know it's a different, entirely different thing, but we've had a Spider-Man film, like, roughly once every two years. Maybe you could do something like that with the Batman. It depends like what happens after this film comes out in March. Uh, but yeah, that's what I would like to see. is Something very gritty, something very grounded. Um, and this might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion. But I would like... Seeing as you've got a bit of an untrained Batman. And one that's got like... I mean, Batman's always kind of had mental health issues. You're probably going to if you witness your parents get shot in an alley... In an already dark, gritty sort of Gotham world, you know, you're probably you're probably not going to have a very nice life anyway if you live in Gotham City, even if you just live in Gotham City because of the amount of crime and how scary that would be to live in Gotham. Let alone having your parents shot to death in an alley when you're like, I don't know how old Bruce Wayne's actually supposed to be, but he's like ten or younger isn't he in in those sort of scenes that's something we don't need to do we do not need to see by the way 
another scene of Martha and um, Thomas getting shot in an alley. We do. Everybody knows who Batman is. How many Batman have we had? We've had um, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, um, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and now <laughs> now um, Robert Pattinson. So. We we all understand the backstory of Batman. We don't need to go over that again. But there's not been any hints that that's going to be taken over again. Or that that's going to be shown again. You might get the odd little like PTSD type of flashback thing. I don't mind that. But even in Batman v Superman in 2016. We still had a full on scene with um, Jeffrey D. Morgan and Lauren Cohen. Um, getting shot in an alley. We don't need something like that. We don't need that at all. Um, but maybe like once Batman's been on like a particularly tough or gritty mission maybe he might have certain PTSD flashbacks towards his parents death that would make sense that's an okay place to actually use that but yeah we don't need to see that again but what I want is a year one very young unhinged um damaged in terms of his mental health because Batman would be um and if you're gonna if you're gonna go with this full-on gritty grounded realistic violent visceral batman which it looks like we're gonna get um i'm not saying the whole film needs to lean into batman's mental health but that's a huge huge part of the character i mean that's where the whole like mask thing comes from is like him sort of hiding himself away i suppose um and him putting on this other personality of of uh, of batman with putting the mask on and sort of living this other life um I want to see Batman in this film be as violent as possible. Not killing, because Batman isn't supposed to kill. Some people have argued that, like, he probably does accidentally kill certain people. Maybe he does, but, um... I want to see Batman breaking people's arms. I want to see him breaking people's legs. I want to see him breaking people's backs. I want to see him picking up somebody and slamming them into a metal railing. I want to see... Batman just full on going for it. And given what we've seen in the trailers so far. It looks like that's basically what we're going to get. Is a Batman that just won't kill. But he will severely injure you. Um, Obviously you can do like head injuries to a certain degree. Like if he's going to slam somebody's head against the wall. Or something like that. But I want to see a Batman that's going to like. Go over to one of his uh, villains. Break their arm. Break their nose. Um, punch their punch them like in the mouth, like make one of his teeth fly out and make him bleed. That's what this seems like it's going to be going for. And if you're going to go for something like that, and I think this film's R-rated, um, then it needs to just like full on go for it and really explore that like dark that dark gritty side of uh, of of Batman. And we did get a good a decent amount of that in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, but I want to see them like really go for it in in this one, um, because I mean, like you couldn't sort of call it gore porn or something like that because I mean I guess I guess you could in in, in some way, but you've got to understand the tone of this film going in. I think and Batman's not gonna kill anybody at least as as much as we as we know he might do it by accident or something you, you never know but that's what i want to see from this batman film i want to see 
yeah, it just be grounded, gritty, realistic, violent, and just completely go for it. Some people are going to moan about that, but I don't really care. Um, but uh, that that should be uh, very, very interesting to see. So, Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Um, Alright, that's like some of my expectations. I'll get into some other things here with some of the other characters. I want to go through the cast list. I've talked a lot about Robert Pattinson's Batman. Um, Let's talk about the man himself, Robert Pattinson, I suppose, because I've talked about Batman and the focus on what I want to see from that character. Um, We do know that it's going to be very detective-driven as well. I don't mind that side of Batman. I hope that that doesn't take up too much screen time, to be honest, because I... I I think for me it's going to be a balancing act of, like, the violence in the scenes there... And how many fighting scenes he has. And how many sort of detective scenes he's got. I know you've got the Riddler. In this film as well. And there's going to be some things to work out from that. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. But that's going to be an interesting kind of balancing act. Going forward in this film. Because it's probably going to be 2 hours 15 roughly. That that would be my sort of guess. I don't know if the if the runtime has been confirmed yet. But um, probably looking at over 2 hours. Which is a good length for uh, for all of that. Um, Robert Pattinson. Um, so can he be a good Batman, a good Bruce Wayne? Um, I think he certainly got the acting chops to do it. And I just think, I mean, I've seen so many people online saying like, oh, he's going to be like the, um, what was that phrase called? You know, when, you know, when he was in Twilight and he was sort of like glittering or whatever, like the, the shiny... The shiny uh, Robert Pattinson, I suppose. 
that's not the same actor anymore. This guy has been in a lot since the Twilight films. And I've only seen, admittedly, two films that he's been in since then. Which is Tenet. Which I didn't particularly enjoy. But I thought he was great in it. So was John David Washington. And also in uh, The the Lighthouse with uh, William Dafoe. Who, of course, you know, Green Goblin and all that kind of stuff in the Spider-Man films. Um... But this is a guy who's really matured his acting and I can't wait to see how that transfers to him as the Batman. And I've already been very, very happy with what I've seen in the trailers of him. Um, I don't particularly mind what Bruce Wayne is like. I mean, I don't think that personality is particularly hard to to, to get right. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's more difficult than what I realised, but... I think the particular Batman angle of that is actually harder to get right than it is the Bruce Wayne angle. But because some people have kind of looked at the the, the screenshots and the scenes in the trailers of him as Bruce Wayne. And have said like he kind of just looks like a grunty sort of um, slightly young adult goth person. And I can see where that consensus is coming from but this is a young Bruce Wayne who's still like growing up himself probably still learning things and you know he's just starting to get into to be in the role of Batman so you can expect some of those gothic themes I mean that whole dark aesthetic theme anyway is part of Batman so I'm very curious to see how Robert sort of like um changes between the scenes with Bruce Wayne and the scenes with Batman and kind of connects that together that would be very interesting to see but my point is I think Robert Pattinson's um more than equipped to do this and I can't wait to see what he gives us on uh, on 4th of March but uh, it's it's a big one this is a really really big role I mean yeah he did Twilight Twilight was a relatively big book series nobody really talks about Twilight anymore um we've all kind of hopefully moved on from it um, he's been in Tenant, which was a kind of a, a a big deal. Not as big as it. My my point is, all the roles that he's done so far, I can't really think of anything he's done as a bigger deal that like is on par with Batman. I mean, this is one of the biggest characters in the world. Um, so he he's got he's got a big job on his hands, and he he himself and we all know that he's not going to please everybody. Some people some people are just going to be crying for Ben Affleck to come back, and it is a shame that Ben's not going to be the future. Batman but we we've known this for a long time um that Robert was going to kind of be the new Batman so we all just have to sort of get used to it and I think we've got a very good potential new Batman on our hands uh in this film so that's kind of covering that uh Paul Dano as uh Edward it says here Edward Nashton I don't know what that's all about because his usual name is Ed Edward um Norton um Edward Nashton uh, anyway, he's the Riddler. Um, that's all you need to know. Paul as uh, Edward. No, it's Nigma. What am I talking about? Norton. Um, Edward Nigma is the usual name, isn't it? I don't know where I got Norton from, but Nashton is. I don't know. Did they change something? No, it doesn't really matter. But um, anyway, I thought that it was uh, Nigma. Um, but uh, he's coming in as the Riddler. Um, I don't really know much about Paul Dano as an actor. I don't think I've seen him in anything before, unless he's been in something that I've, like, seen, but I didn't recognise him at the time. So maybe I've, like, seen his face before, but I don't I don't really know much about him. He Out of all these actors here, 
He's kind of like the unfamiliar one to me. Um, looks like they're giving Riddler a bit of a different look. And I'll say this. I loved Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I did a podcast on that actually. It was part of the uh, season 4 Classic Reviews episodes. Which was a season focused on Jim Carrey. And of course it was Batman um, is it Forever. Yeah Batman. I, I get that and Returns mixed up. But it was Batman Forever. Where he played alongside uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Not, not Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy... The guy from Men in Black, um, and he was as uh, he was playing as uh, Two Face, the, the guy from the Men in Black films. It's Tommy something. Is it Tommy Lee Jones? I'm forgetting people's names now. Anyway, um, you all know who I'm talking about. He played um, alongside uh, Riddler, and they they were kind of like this interesting pair. And I really like that comedic slapstick sort of Jim Carrey side of the Riddler. That was my that's my favorite iteration of the character, like. Ever, even out of any comic books, games, films, TV shows, uh, that's my favourite version of the Riddler. Not that we've had that many different ones, we've had about four, haven't we? Because we had the one from the game, the one from uh, the Gotham TV show, which was good. Uh, that was probably my second favourite one. But yeah, we'll see how um, Paul Dano's Riddler matches up. Um, I do kind of think, if imagine if you did have... Um, Jim Carrey's Riddler in this film tonally that wouldn't really match would it because that film's very much going for more like comedic type of stuff and then trying to be slightly darker with Batman but yeah what they're going for this kind of visceral dark gritty grounded thing um, Jim Carrey's Riddler wouldn't fit in this or in the um, <laughs> in the Christopher Nolan film it'd be a bit of a tonal clash wouldn't it but uh yeah, it looks like it's going for a bit something a bit different with the suit. Um, I don't know what they're doing the, with the mask part of the Riddler. He usually just has a hat on, doesn't he? Um, hopefully they change that at some point. Although in the second trailer, um, we see like the back of um, the Riddler. And he's got that cup of coffee or whatever it is. And he's got that question mark in there. So we've we've seen the back of his head. But we've only really seen the Riddler in screenshots and of course... Um, in in trailers with uh, this whole mask thing on, so we'll see where they're going with that. But I'm curious to see what they do with the Riddler. I don't think I'm quite going to enjoy that as much as Jim Carrey's version, but I'll give Paul Dano the benefit of the doubt. I haven't seen the film yet, so I can't tell you if I do or don't like that particular version. Um, all right, Colin uh, Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, uh, the Penguin. They've done some very very good prosthetic work here with this particular version of the character. Um. In terms of me of Batman villains, Batman villains anyway, I am not really a fan of Penguin or the Riddler. I like Riddler a little bit more, but that's mainly Jim Carrey's version. I don't really like the ideas behind those villains. They're very kind of, I don't know. I prefer, I would prefer like Firefly or Joker or Death. Like we haven't really had Deathstroke properly in in the films. I know we kind of saw him in the Snyder Cut and in the uh, Justice League. Uh, the Justice League thing, which is the post-credit scene, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I I would like to see Batman because I want to see Batman fighting more than I do want to see him doing investigative stuff. So I would like to see Batman live action on screen fighting with a Deathstroke, whoever's going to be playing Deathstroke, because there's like three different ones now. Um, I don't really mind, but that's that's what I would have wanted to see, and maybe we can get that in the second or in the third film. Um, and some people have said that they're quite, like, sick and tired of seeing Joker. I mean, Joker is 
Batman's main villain. I would like to see Joker as much as as much as possible, maybe. But um, yeah, they're going with Pen- Penguin and Riddler. Um, I just don't really, especially more so with Penguin. I just I don't. There's nothing particular about that villain that really stands out to me. Um, I thought uh, Robin, what's his name, did a really good job in uh, in Gotham. He really stood out in that series, but other than that, I'm just not really a big Penguin fan. Um, but I'll get again give Colin Farrell the benefit of the doubt. They're doing some really really interesting prosthetic works with him, and I will say, you know, that the scene in the trailer where he's like. Uh, this guy is crazy, and Batman's chasing him in the Batmobile thing. That's a very, very good scene. So that does give me a good... I've got a good first impression of Colin Farrell's Penguin, just from what we've seen from the trailers. I just don't particularly like that villain. Uh, but that's just me. So, anyway. Uh, speaking of the Batmobile, I don't know how much I should talk about that. And we also have the Bat bike, I think. Um... The yeah, the Batmobile. It's like a car, isn't it? That's been modified. I think what you're going to see in this film is a lot of sort of homemade stuff, because like the actual tech guy in Batman's life is Lucius Fox, and then of course you've got Alfred, who I'll talk about in a minute, uh, who's more like the support guy, and you know the guy who's kind of been there for for Bruce his whole life and all this kind of stuff. Lucius Fox is more Lucius Fox is more the guy who's going to be sort of like I'm going to mod the Batmobile for you and upgrade it and as far as we know we don't have him in the film maybe he'll show up later or something but yeah I I don't mind the Batmobile at all. I I think it looks great. I think it looks different as well. It looks kind of fresh and interesting. It's not this massive like tank kind of thing. Although I I don't mind the tank kind of things anyway. This might be a weird controversial opinion. My least favourite Batmobile... I mean, I haven't really dipped into the 1966 uh, Adam West content, which I do need to to have a look at. My least favourite Batmobile is the one from the animated series. And I'll tell you why. If you look at the design of that thing, and I know it's kind of of its time and it's quite old now, it is just very, very plain... Whereas if you look at sort of Christian Bale's one or Ben Affleck's one, there's a lot going on with those vehicles, and they just look better. I I just don't think the animated series Batmobile looks that great. Um, but and then again with this, we've got something very different with more like a car type of thing as opposed to this great big tank type of thing going on as well. So uh, anyway, and that's just my thoughts on like the Batmobile kind of stuff. But um. Yeah, I haven't got anything else to say about Penguin, so I'll move on to um, Andy Serkis, uh, who um, directed Venom Let There Be Carnage, didn't he? Yeah, I just remember that, actually, was a, which was a film I didn't really like. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be playing as Alfred Pennyworth. Obviously, very different role. He's not the director, he's an actor here, so I've um, got that going on. Um, looks to be a bit of a different Alfred, and again, with what this film's kind of going for, is just like a fresh, different approach to everything. And I think that's fresh and different and interesting. I can always appreciate a franchise that... Especially something that's been going on this long. I mean, goodness me, how long's Batman been going on? Way before I was born, you know. Um, I always appreciate when a franchise takes the same fundamental ideas. Like, doesn't try to change the core of things too much. But gives, like, different takes, different versions of different things. And it looks like we're going to get, like, a slightly different Alfred. I'm not quite sure about Andy Serkis' Alfred yet. Um, I think he's going to do a very good job. Um, I'm not really, like, doubting any of the casting here. 
it's just to me with certain actors, so like Paul Dano, who I don't really know, Colin Farrell as Penguin, and like Al- and Andy Serkis as Alfred. It's sort of I can't quite get a reading of what you're gonna be like yet, other than that first impression thing I talked about with the Penguin. So I'm gonna need to just see the film to see what you turn out like. But then there are other actors in this film, like Robert Pattinson and two other people that I'll mention in a minute who are more sticking out to me because maybe I just know them better as actors and I know a bit more of what to expect. I mean, I kind of know Andy Serkis as an actor. He's been in, I mean, he did, um, what's his name from Planet of the Apes, the main character. I still need to see that last film, actually. But he's done more, like, motion capture stuff, actually, hasn't he? Because wasn't he, wasn't he Gollum in The Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? So he spent a lot of time on the, like, CG and prosthetics and and whatever and that kind of stuff. So uh, be interesting to see him in live action. Um, I think he kind of looks the part of of Alfred. Uh, again, slightly different kind of version, bit more of a younger version as well. You know, you haven't got uh, Michael Caine kind of hanging around. Um, so that should be very very interesting. But I don't know what to read from uh, from Alfred yet from Andy Serkis. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, another um, role that I'm very very interested in i've got a lot of faith in this one uh jeffrey wright as james gordon and i'm going to say this right now if you write in telling me that alfred can't uh alfred telling me that james gordon can't be black i'm either going to block your email or i'm just not going to respond to you because i have nothing to say to you and i'm going to talk about that same thing with another character in a minute but anyway just wanted to kind of very quickly get that out of the way because i know that a lot of people got problems with oh jim gordon why does it say James Gordon? Jim Gordon, anyway. Um, Gordon with, like, oh, he can't be black or whatever. Yeah, he can. He, he he can be black, and he's going to be. And you know what? Jeffrey Wright looks perfect for this part. Absolutely perfect for this part. And none of it has got anything to do with his skin colour. So let's just move on from that anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember there's there's two castings in this list, and one the other one that I'm going to talk about in a second, where as soon as I even heard news, not even a picture of them as the character, as soon as I even heard news about these two people, one of them which is Jeffrey Wright, straight away I went, yes, that fits, that sort of matches to me, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and Jeffrey Wright, who I've seen most notably in Westworld for the two seasons that he's been in, and I've seen him in, uh, he was very briefly in No Time to Die, wasn't he? Yes, that's what he's kind of recently been in. And he's been in, oh yeah, he he did the uh, mocap for Isaac, was it Isaac, in The Last of Us Part 2. So, um, yeah, I could probably do an actor-actress spotlight episode on uh, on Jeffrey Wright. Um, preferably once Batman's come out, so I can talk about his role as the character. And obviously done my review and stuff. But, yeah, Jeffrey Wright looks absolutely perfect for this role. We've seen him in the trailers. Looks great straight away. Looks like he fits in. He looks like Jim Gordon. And I cannot wait to see what he brings to this role because he is a phenomenal actor. Um, oh, yeah, he also voiced, um, speaking of, like, comic book stuff, he voiced the, is it The Watcher? in the Marvel What If series. He did a very good job of that as well. So uh, that was great. So yeah, just lots of really good um, performances from uh, from Jeffrey Wright. And this is probably going to be another one that's going to be very, very good as well. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him as, uh, was it James Gordon, but Jim Gordon, whatever. Uh, maybe they're slightly changing certain characters' names like Nashton. Um, anyway, 
um, Commissioner Gordon in in this film. Um, John Turturro, I think is how you say the guy's name. Uh, Carmine Falcone. Now, last time I saw Carmine... If I can say the name right. Carmine Falcone, who's like a mob boss kind of thing. I don't care about this character at all. But I know that John uh, Turturro is a very good actor. I can't quite pinpoint what I've seen him in before. But I, I sort of I, I look at his face and think, I know I've seen you in a lot of things before. I can't think of what they are. But when you've done those acting jobs, I've, remem- I've remembered you, you know. And I think he's going to do um, a pretty good job with that. My only problem, I mean, I said about the Penguin a minute ago and my sort of lack of interest with the Penguin... I have even less interest in Carmine Falcone, but the the thing is with like my reading on Carmine Falcone and the Penguin, who are two villains I'm not particularly interested in. The direction this film looks like it's going in, and the tone and everything else, I trust Matt Reeves to get this right. So, me saying that like I don't have interest in following those characters, th- what happens with those characters in this film could make me care about them a bit more. Um. I think it's probably good. The Riddlers looks like he's going to be the main villain anyway. So, and I'm curious to see what Paul Dano can bring to that. But, um, yeah, I don't have much to say about uh, John as, as Carmine Falcone. Last time I saw him, yeah, was in Gotham, the TV show. And I didn't particularly care about the character there. But then that might have just been a fault of the show because it wasn't very good. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, Carmine Falcone. Saving the best for last. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. I think this woman is going to steal the show. I think we are about to see the best Catwoman that we've ever had. I think she's going to be better than is it Michelle Pfeiffer? Um, the from the uh, Batman Returns, yes, that one. Um, yeah, I I think she's going to be the best Catwoman that we've ever had. My current actual favourite Catwoman, and I'm going to get her name slightly wrong, is, is Cameron Biavinko, um, the younger actress from uh, Gotham, which was one of the things that Gotham did really well. That iteration of Selena Kyle slash Catwoman was almost perfect. And if they'd had more seasons, like in a post-Batman world, because uh, obviously the series focused on um, David playing as Bruce Wayne more so than Batman... We could, if we'd have got that, if we'd have got that version of that character, but fully fleshed out, we'd have really seen something special. But nevertheless, because um, we probably won't get that, unfortunately. Zoe Kravitz, she is the second person. Because if you remember a minute ago, I said that there was two um, casting newses, pieces of casting news that stood out to me. As soon as soon as I heard Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, I just went yes. Yes, that's gonna that's going to work. I'm telling you that that's going to work. Now, there's going to be a lot of focus in this film on Robert's Batman. He's probably got the most eyes on him because you know he's playing the title character here, and he's playing Batman, who again is one of the biggest characters in the world. But I'm going to be keeping. I mean, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the screen anyway because I'm going to be watching the film. But I'm more. I'm almost more interested in what Zoe can do as um, Catwoman. Um, and yet again, please don't tell me that like a black woman can't play Catwoman. Catwoman, because again, I would just give you the same argument I gave you a minute ago for the Jeffrey Wright stuff. It it doesn't make any difference. And I think 
it's interesting that that's kind of the argument that's been put against those two people, Jeffrey Wright and Zoe, which is the the color of their skin, which is I guess the day and age that we live in, unfortunately. But um, I think they're both going to kill it in 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 their roles. I think Zoe is going to absolutely destroy this role. Um, no pressure on her, but um, um, I think she's really going to knock this completely out of the park, and I think she's going to shock everybody. Um, so where I know Zoe Kravitz from. She was in the series called Big Little Liars on HBO. And she stood out among some very, very good actresses. You're talking Meryl Streep, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, just to name a few of them. There's a few other actresses in there as well. But like Meryl Streep, you know, if you put Meryl Streep in a film, I mean, I've recently just reviewed uh, Don't Look Up, which Meryl Streep is in. Uh, if you put Meryl Streep in a film, she's going to steal the spotlight a little bit. But I felt like her and Zoe had a bit of a tug of war in terms of the spotlight in Big Little Lies. And I remember seeing her in that series and I was like, I don't really know too much about this actress. But she's really, really standing out with her performances on screen. And yeah, I was I was really delighted when... when um, you know, she was cast as Catwoman. And I remember seeing that first trailer and we only got a few glimpses of her. But as soon as I saw her in the trailer as well and we started seeing screenshots of the, the actress in, in the suit and everything. And I was just even more going, yes, this is basically perfect. So, um, yeah, get ready everybody to potentially see the best Catwoman that we've ever had. Um, to see somebody steal the spotlight here. I mean, I feel like a lot of the eyes are going to be on... Riddler, Batman, and probably Alfred. But then obviously you've got the prosthetics thing going on with Penguin. So that's going to steal some of the spotlight. But I honestly think that that Zoe's going to not necessarily steal the spotlight from all of them. But I think she's going to, again, be playing tug of war. And be winning that tug of war game at a lot of points in this film, in this role. I'm, I'm really, really rooting for her massively in this um i also think that um the the catwoman that we had from that batman returns film i also think zoe's catwoman looks better than hers and i know that you've got like different iterations because that catwoman in that film is more like fully fledged and not sort of this younger year one type of story that we're going for here um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I do understand that they're both kind of different iterations and things, but I, I think she's going to um, destroy this role, steal the scene a lot of the time. And, of course, we're going to have a lot of back and forth, like with the Bat and the Cat trailer. A lot of back and forth between herself and Robert as uh, as Batman, and that kind of dynamic. I do love that dynamic as well between those two characters. This sort of, like, will-they-won't-they they thing that's been going on for years. Um, I know that there's a comic book actually where they do get married. I don't know which comic book it actually is. I do want to actually go and read that because I'm I'm curious to see how that story kind of goes. Because um, a lot of the time with this with this dynamic between the two, it's sort of been like you can tell that Bruce is tempted by the relationship offer if it is there, but he knows that she's a criminal uh, because she steals things, but he also has the temptation there, but then. Yeah, like, it's this sort of, like, Batman really wants to, or Bruce Wayne really wants to, but he knows he also shouldn't and couldn't. 
but then there's there's always that question of like what if in the future this would work out which i guess that other comment book i mentioned kind of explores that so yeah lots of good things to uh, to look forward to here uh, it's my most anticipated dc film not that any of the others really come close to be honest i mean for me at the moment it's more just curiosity with the flash to see how that comes together or doesn't come together Aquaman 2 I've got barely any interest in um, and then we've just got this other weird slate of other films kind of going on and it's kind of a bit all over the place but the Batman is the thing I'm clinging on to for the next like DC property obviously we got like you know Superman returning in that time uh, got the new Naomi series got the Peacemaker series I'm not going to be going anywhere near that Peacemaker series by the way don't don't expect me to talk about Peacemaker on either Geek Town or Entertainment Talk because I've got no interest in that show uh, possibly Naomi, I might check out Naomi as well, but Superman and Lois will be coming back with this week, and, uh, we'll also be doing a Flash review later this week as well for the Armageddon episodes, um, but, uh, my, I guess my point is with that, there's not else, there's not much else from DC anyway sticking out that I'm like, oh, really can't wait for this, um, the rest is just, I'm curious to see how this either comes together or dramatically falls apart, but I think this is gonna be... A very very solid excellent film and there is potential this could be better than the dark knight obviously you've got heath ledger's joker there which is obviously a big spotlight and everything i do want to try to find some time between now and march the 4th or whenever this film comes out to try to re-watch the dark knight even if i have to kind of background watch it a little bit while i'm doing other things um just so i've just so i've not got because then otherwise what i don't want to do is go on to my batman review and be like oh this is the best batman film and most of it be recency biased because i haven't seen the dark knight in a long time so if i watch the dark knight between now and then it won't be as much recency bias because i would have recently re-watched the dark knight so i do want to try to do that before now and then because I think that's the only one that's going to... This is this is the only Batman film that's going to come close to the Dark Knight, I think, in terms of quality. So uh, we'll see how it works out. Anyway, um, what do you think of... Uh, what were your expectations of the, the Batman? Who do you think is going to stick out in the casting list? Obviously, I've pointed out, you know, Robert, uh, Jeffrey, and Zoe as, of course, Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Jim Gordon... And Catwoman, who do you think is going to stand out? Are you more looking forward to seeing people like Carmine Falcone and the Penguin than I am? Um, what do you think of Andy Serkis, who I'm a bit sort of like, will probably do a good job, but I'm just not sure about him right now. Um, what do you think of all those casting um, choices? What are your expectations from the film? How how violent do you want Batman to be? How violent do you think he's going to be? And do you have any sort of similar pipe dream in terms of... <laughs> what you would want DC to do with this character going forward I've already explained what mine is the whole Superman Wonder Woman thing but uh, that ain't gonna happen is it so um, anyway let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever you've got uh, Matthew with entertainment talk.org Twitter etalk UK there's a contact page and information in your show notes so let me know what you think of the upcoming Matt Reeves directed everyone else starring the Batman what do you think is gonna happen with this film uh, let me know uh, you can also, if you're looking on the website version of this episode, you can scroll down a little bit. You'll see a big email box. You can put your email and your message in there. That'll get sent to me as well. There's also a clickable email 
name in your show notes as well you can click on that or whatever and use that to send us a message as well so please consider doing that in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainment talk.org tv video games films manchester now podcasts and take a look at all that as well uh other reviews coming up soon scream on saturday hopefully if i get around to chance to see that uh, united cast is back on tuesday um superman and flash podcasts hopefully on friday um, if that all comes together, more Classic Reviews episodes and Month of Positive Creators episodes on uh, Wednesdays. Those are coming out weekly for the Classic Reviews series and the Month of Positive Creators series. Uh, by the way, speaking of Batman, speaking of that 1989 Batman film, that was one of the Classic Reviews episodes. I think it was Season 5, Episode 3. I also covered, in Season 5, Episode 2, the uh, Christopher Reeve first, uh, the 1978 Superman film. So if you want some other, like, classic... Uh, recent DC content from us uh, you've got those to look at as well if you'd like to if you'd like to do that um, that's it thank you very much for listening you can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org TV video games films Manchester United podcast uh, you can check out those if you want to support entertainment talk just check out more of the episodes that we've got uh, you so um if you'd like to uh, spread the word of mouth, uh, you can either do that just by word of mouth or social media. Share the share the episodes around. Tell other people what we do and where they can find it by one of those two methods. Um, you can also support us on Patreon, one dollar, three dollar level tiers, ad free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, for your TV and your film news, if you want to find other DC news for TV and film news and Geek Town Awards and stuff like that. Uh, you can find those over on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Geek Town Radio episodes are going to be coming out again on Tuesdays. That's all run by David, of course, over on geektown.co.uk and the Geek Town Radio podcast. Uh, Bex is still streaming very regularly, pretty much over on Twitch. Uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different video game streams. I'm going to be getting back to soon the Pairs 2020 Coach Mode. If you've missed any of those episodes, which I did stream a bunch towards the end of the year, uh, you can find those on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, if you want the archives of all those. Uh, Thanks very much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye.